Hey, peeps, this is Trish. I want to share something with you today. So back in the day when I was starting Spring OT, we had grown, we had some admin help, we had a therapist or two, and I had systems, let's put that in quotations, meaning I had like spreadsheets and Google Docs and more spreadsheets and a few emails. And finally, my therapist and my team, very small team, begged me to do something all under one umbrella. No more duct tape systems, they said, Trish. Please, please get a real system. So what did you do, Trish? Well, Ashley, let me tell you, <laughs> I always talk about time being precious and needing to buy back our time because we've only got two assets. We've got time is money and time is the most limited resource that we have. I'm on a mission to help OT entrepreneurs save that time, no more $10 tasks, so that you can use it for what really matters. And that is being the CEO of your company who can implement your growth. Only you can do that. Agreed. So, yeah, I know. I know you believe in this. So when you have systems in place, everything just falls into line. That chaos that you feel turns into order. The duct tape goes away. And you know, you become clear and have more control. So I want you, the listeners, to imagine what it would be like to have more time to pursue the ambitions and the mission and the impact that you want to have as you grow your OT business instead of just drowning in all those routine tasks. So you turned all that chaos into order and <laughs> yep. you got a system in place yep. and not just, you know, papers and Excel and duct tape, but you got an EMR that exactly. brought everything together. That is exactly why I built Therabyte for OTs just like you who are growing your business. And I know that that's a past version and a current version of you as you step back into working a little bit with clients. So uh, if you are still looking for that EMR to suit your needs, Therabyte is the EMR for OTs. So head over to therabyte.app to learn more about it. And if you want to hang out a little bit more with me, not only did I build the Therabyte, but I'm also guest coaching in Trisha's program, Road to 100K, until the end of June. We're so check that out, a, too. We're happy to have a systems expert in there. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome, Trish. Take care. Therabyte.app. Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. 
Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome to season one, episode eight of the OTs Get Paid podcast. Top five time-saving tips to start your business from scratch. Hello from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It is spring here right now, and we have the house teen back on high school lockdown. However, there is so much life in our house right now. We are being foster parents to baby ducks. We have started seedlings inside, and it's just starting to get warm enough to host a few people in our backyard in a socially distanced small group. So things feel full in a really lovely spring kind of way. And I hope everyone is feeling that where you are today. Today, we're doing something a little bit different with our podcast, and I can't wait to tell you about it. But before I do that, it's time for our monthly review shout out. Now, if you're not familiar, we have a little challenge going on. I'm asking for every listener to go into iTunes and leave a review for the podcast, a written review. Please include your name and the name of your company in your review, and we'll give you a shout out. When you log on to your iTunes account, it doesn't always tell me exactly who you are and the name of your business. So if you could include that in the review, that would be great. A review allows the algorithm to help people find our podcast. And I've heard from so many of you that you are finding this so helpful and valuable. So I want to make sure that we allow other OT entrepreneurs to find this podcast as well. So here's the little challenge. Once we hit 25 reviews, I will be randomly choosing a reviewer and give a free coaching session. And when we hit 100 reviews, I'll give away a complimentary half-day session of coaching, which right now is priced at $2,000. If you were going to buy it from me straight out, you'd be buying it at $2,000. So this is a really good challenge. Each month, I randomly select a review to read on air so that we can connect our listeners and give a shout out to you and your OT business. So randomly, today, we are reading the review and giving a shout out to Alana Davis from Ontario, Canada. And she starts out by saying, dang, you make me proud to be an OT. Trish is such an advocate for entrepreneurs, females, and OTs. She's down to earth, but challenges us in her comments. She's engaged and truthful, and I've already learned so much and can't wait for more. Thanks, Alana. Alana is from Ontario and owns Davis Occupational Therapy. So, Look out for her on Instagram and follow along and support her OT business. So what is so special about today's podcast episode? 
you know, today wasn't even supposed to be a podcast. It started as a Facebook Live in the OTs Get Paid Facebook group. If you're not in the group, please go in the group. We have amazing content and support in that group. At any rate, while my main audience for everybody, for the podcast, for the people that I coach, for people that get my newsletter, is for OTs with established businesses, I help people grow and scale their established businesses, I have been getting a lot of interest from people who have an idea and are starting from scratch. I don't know if it's Corona, but that has just gone off the charts in terms of people who want information that are haven't even really started their business. So I'm going to be honest, I lie awake each night, each night thinking about how to grow my business and help the people that I serve. And this is a niche that I don't serve. So how can I help everybody that's in this place right now? I decided to reach out to one of my former coaching clients, Kelly Carino, who could really speak to you from her experience, far more recent than mine of starting from scratch. Just over a year ago, Kelly came to me with four clients, and now she has a full caseload with a wait list and is well on track to make six figures in this year. Talk about expert. Talk about value. So this Facebook Live, we do a lot of them in the OTs Get Paid Facebook group. They're typically like 10 to 20 minutes. This Facebook Live went 45 minutes, and it was so long, and it was so good that I decided to make it a podcast episode right after we finished. Kelly talks a lot about the OT Entrepreneur Summit as well, without any of my prompting, I will say. <laughs> and I also really want to turn this Facebook Live into a podcast soon because of the references to the OT Entrepreneur Summit. As most of you know, that is one of my signature offers that only comes around once a year. The time to purchase tickets for the summit is nearing. There are only three days starting on April 30th. So for this reason as well, I decided to reach out to my podcast team. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Kathleen, who have been oh so helpful in turning this around with regards to editing, uploading, and launching this podcast episode in record time. So if you are an OT who has an idea and has no idea how to get started, if you're an OT who feels like they don't have enough time to work on your business as you already have a job to pay those bills, if you're an OT that doesn't know how to get paid quickly, and instead of spending hours endlessly marketing, building, searching for clients, or not knowing where to start with marketing, this is an episode for you. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Kelly Carino. Thank you, Trish. I'm excited you're so to be welcome. Here. I'm excited to be here too. So there is a ton of interest in this topic. And as I said in my post, you know, my typical client isn't somebody that is thinking about starting a business. It's somebody that has started a business and they're growing and scaling it. And there's varying degrees of that. I have people that come, you know, that have like 30 people employees and you know, you were a former coaching client of mine and you started with, you know, your four clients and a side hustle. We can, I want you to talk a bit more about that, but yeah. I really want to start off by saying that the reason we're doing this Facebook live is to really serve the population that's in this Facebook group that just keeps growing of yeah. people who are really interesting, interested in starting a business. And I don't want those people to feel as left out. So I reached out to you thinking that, you'd be the perfect person to speak on this. And so that's what we're doing here today. Why don't you talk about where you were 15 months ago and where you are now? 
Okay. Totally different place, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> 15 months ago, we, my husband and my daughter, who was about one and a half at the time, we lived in Northern New Jersey, right outside of New York city. We were planning to move back to South Jersey, which is right outside of Philadelphia. And my husband's from that area. So we just wanted to be closer to family. And I'll give you a little bit of background of, of where I came from you know, before that as an OT. Um, I'd been an OT for 10 years. I've worked in different settings. Um, you know, I loved the schedule of school, but um, my passion really was more in like outpatient, you know, type of therapy, but the scheduling just like didn't work with my schedule. Um, and then when, once we had my daughter, I just felt like I was always like fighting to, you know, make ends meet financially, um, without, you know, um, sacrificing my time with her. So, um, you know, we had, my husband and I had been in the talks for a couple of years of, you know, whether I should open up my own practice. And I just always kept saying, I'm not ready. I don't know enough. You know, I would never be able to do that. Um, I reconnected with an old coworker of mine who had a private practice in South Jersey. She's a speech therapist. Um, and I actually went to her, um, for, um, an evaluation with my daughter and we got to talking and there was just this opportunity that came up where she was like, I'm looking for an OT to join me, um, in my space, right? Like not join together in bit in like the same LLC, but just like somebody to refer to. Um, and we knew we were going to move back and I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do it, this is the best opportunity. Let's just do it. Um, so I lived a really crazy life for like probably like six months and, um, I'm somebody who, you know, um, I'm very strategic. Um, I wanted to start this business, but I didn't want to like jump in too soon and then like risk losing financial stability from my job in early intervention. Um, so what I did was I kind of lived half of my week in North Jersey doing my stable early intervention position, which was my main source of income. And then I would spend like a four day weekend in South Jersey living at my in-laws, trying to build clientele, get my name out there in the community we were moving to. Um, because I didn't want to, you know, once we moved, I didn't want to be like, okay, here's, you know, my business and here's my office, but where's the clients, you know? So I just wanted to start building those relationships, um, before we did the actual move. Um, then COVID hit and it was like, oh gosh, you know, um, what are we going to do now? So I did all my sessions virtually. Um, and Thankfully, my four, my my only four clients that I had stayed on with me. We did virtual, so I was continuing to build, and then, um, and then you know, we finally moved to South Jersey. Um, I did backyard sessions through the summer because our office was not open yet. Um, it was a building that was being renovated. <laughs> so a good I started story. Summers, like sweating in people's backyards, getting bit by mosquitoes. You know, doing therapy sessions. You know, behind a mask in 90 degree weather. Um, and I'm not a tabletop OT, so I'm like moving all day long, like, you know, um, and then finally in September, our office opened, um, you know, another kind of, um, for a long time I was like, it's fine because I don't have a full caseload. I don't want to pay rent yet. And then it finally opened and it was like, okay, this is great. Now I have like a home base, but now I don't have a full schedule and it's COVID. What do we do? 
Um, so that brought about, you know, some challenges, um, which I don't know if you want me to go into, but, um, you know, needless to say, we, we pivoted, we were creative. Um, I was lucky that I had Molly. We work really well as partners, but we have our own separate LLCs. Um, and, you know, um, then business kind of started booming. It was like we had a slow star and then all of a sudden my, my phone was like ringing off the hook. Um, and I think, you know, um, families really enjoyed my services, the relationships that we had built, they started spreading the word. Um, I then had a physical location that people could like Google and my practice would come up. So, um, you know, I was getting to know people in the community. So, um, you know, between referrals being searchable, um, you know, now I have a full caseload. So really, and, and I would say like, even though I've, I've had this business for now, like almost two years, the majority of my business growth has happened from September to now. And so I've gone from like four clients to a full caseload and a waiting list that I'm working off of, which is insane. Um, but it really is insane. And, and, and it was, that was my goal. So, um, yeah. so now we're here. <laughs> and uh, because this is the OTs get paid Facebook group, we also need to mention you pay yourself pretty well. You don't have to dive into those numbers if you don't want to. Um, and you're well on your way to, you know, earning at least a hundred thousand this year. And, you know, that's really important for people to be able to hear. It's not just, you're like spinning your wheels and you've got a full caseload and you're paying rent and, oh my gosh, I want to pay myself one day. Like you've been paying yourself a little bit you know, you've been paying yourself fairly regularly. So um, before we jump into your top tips about how to start a business, would you Mm -hmm. mind, and I didn't prep you for this, um, would you mind sharing a little bit about how the fact that you are running a a profitable business has affected things um, in your financial life with you and your, you know, spouse who also is a worker? Yeah, yeah. So, um, So I've been married for four years Um, before we had our daughter, you know, I always worked multiple jobs. Um, I, you know, would have a full-time job, you know, like an eight to four 30 or if it was outpatient. And then I always did a side, I always had a side hustle, um, to make ends meet and to have like spending money. Um, you know, um, and you know, I live, I've, um, for the, for my entire career, I've lived in Philadelphia. So, you know, like rent's not cheap. Um, having fun is not cheap if you're like going to be out with friends and things like that. So, um, I've always worked, um, like doing, um, contract work or early intervention on the side. Um, once we got married, um, and, and had a daughter, you know, that impacted my ability to work that much. Um, but you know, even before my daughter, I would say my husband was always the like main breadwinner. Um, you know, I would often have to be like, Hey, can we spend money on this? And not that he wanted me to ask permission. Um, but just like, he always made so much more money than me. Um, and for me, that was frustrating because I was raised in a family where my mom was the breadwinner and, you know, always encouraged us to like, you know, support yourself, support yourself. Um, so it, for me as like a a woman with this like strong sense of independence, it was hard for me to, to do that. Um, you know, and, um, and I think when we first started this, so my husband, you know, he's gone to business school. Um, he works with really big companies and, you know, so, um, in starting all of this, there was, we were both kind of in this place where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a business person. And, you know, he would try to tell me what to do. And I'd be like, Oh, well, Matt says this, you know, I guess I should do that. 
Um, and now that has my business has grown and I've become a business person, which like, I mean, my business sense and I think my mindset in general is completely different than where it was a year ago. Um, and I'm, 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 I have more financial stability and, and freedom. Um, you know, like now I, like he's asking me like, Hey, can you pay, can you, can you pay for this? Or, you know, like I'm amazed when I look at my bank account, I'm like, wow, I've been paying for childcare and, you know, we share finances, but you know, like I'm writing the check and, you know, um, it's just really exciting, um, to have that. And, and, for him to watch me, you know, he's expressed to me, like, I'm so proud of you and how much you've grown and, you know. Hey, it's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club. We give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club Mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our Road to 100K Program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar, that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid. So it's funny because now like he recently changed jobs. He asks me for business advice. And so it's, it's just really interesting. And I think, you know, like he trusts me more in making decisions for my own business. And I think I trust myself more. Um, but when I can like kind of keep up with him in terms of like, like he went to, to business school um, for him to ask me advice, I'm like, wow, like, I'm actually pretty good at this. This is really exciting, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you are, are really good at it. And thank you so much for, you know, sharing that story. We 
I know there's a million different families out there. I don't have a traditional family and your story is reflected. Your family structure is reflected. And so many people that are watching, um, and it's just a really nice extra bonus, especially around the finances. Like, Hey, I can pay for X. I can pay for Y. I'm not going to be a total drain on this family, um, or feel like I am right. Or feel like I just can't contribute in the same way. So thanks. I just think that's such an important point of what we're talking about. Um, so what I want you to do Kelly, is I want you to share, you know, upon reflection of the last, you know, 18 months, two years, what are the five things that you feel like, you know, you've got an audience of people in front of you, either watching this live or watching this on replay. Um, And by the way, I should say, if you're watching this live, please drop some questions because we can try to answer them. I'll take notes, Kelly, when you're talking and we can try to address them. And additionally, if you're watching this on replay, let me know. I'm always curious who sees the replay and please drop in some questions because, you know, Kelly and I can answer them like, you know, even after this live Facebook. So, you know, why don't we start Kelly with the five things and, you know, you didn't, you sent them to me just before we went live. Like this isn't the Trish agenda. This is like you as the expert who've been in like startup stage, um, you know, over a short period of time and, and much more recently than I was in the short up startup phase. So go for it. Why don't you start taking people through your list of the top five things that you felt really you want to share with people about how to start a business? Sure. So, um, and I just want to mention first, Trish, that when you asked me to come up with like top five, you know, I was like five, you know, there's so many things. <laughs> so, um, I'm not, you know, there's obvious things that you need to start a business, right? Like, creating an LLC or whatever, a PLLC, you know, a bank account, things like that. Um, you know, so I'm not going to spend time on those. I was really trying to think about like what five things helped my business grow and be successful and really move the needle and helped me get to the place where I'm in now. Perfect. Um, so Number one, I, like, I didn't know anything about business. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. Um, my husband said he'd help me. I just knew with our crazy schedules that that wasn't going to happen. Um, so I made the choice to invest in a coach, which was you. Um, and, um, for me, you know, it was scary because I'm like, how do I pay for somebody when I really don't have a lot of income coming in? But I, like, I always say, and I think I've told you, like, you were the best investment I could have made for my business because (laughs) you were able to- I didn't even pay you to say this. Like, you literally sent me the list. I feel like I'm blushing and I need to say that. Like, it's not a Trish ad, but thanks for making it a bit of a Trish ad. Yeah, and and just for, you know, full disclosure, like, anybody watching this, Trish didn't tell me to say anything. Like, this is really coming from from me and my heart. (laughs) Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. But I think um, it was such a great investment and so important in my business because you were able to help me get started. Like the thought of like, where do I start? There's so many things. My mind was just racing. I didn't know where to start. And so you really helped me get clear on like, what do you need to do in the next two weeks to get things going? Um, and you helped me to create goals, to create structure, pricing, you know, systems, um, and, and resources, right? Like I just didn't have the time to like figure out what book do I need to read or what podcast do I need to read? Like you gave me that information. And so for me, like that, um, the time that you saved me and the, um, that like you pushed me when I didn't want to be pushed or when I, I thought like, oh, you know, uncomfortable about something 
So you were like, you, you pushed me, you helped me organize, you helped me get started. You cheered me on. Um, and I, and, 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 um, you held me accountable, which was really important. Um, you know, because, in, I, you know, some people that might be starting out their own business, maybe you don't have kids, but like when you have kids and you're working a side hustle and trying to start something and like maintain your marriage, right? Like, and driving between two cities in your case. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess break at any moment, you know? Yeah. So it was really great to have like that support, um, and, um, and being held accountable. Thank you. Well, I will say that, you know, again, because I started this by saying that's not really the population I serve and people right. might be thinking, well, then why was Kelly working with Trish at the beginning? Yeah. You had started something. You really had, you know, you had, you had the ball rolling. What I hesitate to is to get those people that are like, I have this little tiny idea and how do I apply for an LLC? Cause that's just not my passion. And right. I don't think at that point you need to pay for, you know, a pricey uh, service. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can get some of that free from, you know, uh, just Google it in the Facebook group, for example. Like I live yeah. in California. How do you start an LLC? Right. I will say that there are a few people that come to me that are like, I know I'm just at the very beginning. I have like a very handful of clients. I know what I'm going to do. And they're like, yes, I'm willing to pay for it. It's kind of, if you're like past kind of just dreamy startup I don't know what to do. It's yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm already hitting the road and I need some guidance. So I just wanted right. to clarify that. So you were well, well on your way. Yes. Um, yeah. I already okay. had my why already had thing, you know, yeah. other relationships set up, things like that, but exactly. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you for the advertisement. Okay. And now I'm blushing. Number two, let's keep going. Yeah. So number two, I think one of the most important things that I did, um, and I did this intentionally was to really surround myself with people that had already been doing what I wanted to do. Um, and not necessarily doing the same thing. Um, you know, like I, um, surrounded myself with people who were PTs or speech therapists or, um, you know, even just business people. Um, so, um, for me, um, and, and, and the reason I did that and, um, because some people might be like, oh, well, isn't that the same as having a coach? For me, that was separate. Um, a, a coach can't do everything for you, right? Like, and you, I, I think for me, I, yeah, I wanted to also have my own sense of like, what do I want to do as a business person versus just like, Trish, tell me what to do. What mm-hmm. should I do? Mm-hmm. So for me, that community became um, like listening to podcasts, which was actually how I found you in the first place, right? Laura Park. Figueroa's um, Mind Your OT Business podcast. So um, I would listen to podcasts when I was driving to and from people's homes in EI. Um, I followed people on Instagram and and Facebook. um, And I found out who in my community was doing those things, building businesses. Um, But then another thing I just want to mention too, because it's something that's coming up, is... um, you know, so, so I, and I had my speech therapist friend that I talked about early. Um, so she was a huge support in terms of like helping me figure out what to do and giving me ideas, but then also like the entrepreneur summit, that was huge for me because it just was like this huge, um, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to say like how much of an impact that had, but just a wealth of information from different, um, therapists that had started their own, practices, um, some traditional, some non-traditional, and it just gave me so many pieces of information and things to think about that I had no idea even existed. Like, um, 
uh, Jenny Gill's SEO. Um, you know, I was like, what's an SEO? And that made a huge difference in how people searched for me online. So um, there just was like so much information there. Um, so if you're listening to this on replay and you're like on the fence about whether to join that, I would definitely say jump right in. It is so valuable. Um, and, and I think the reason that I um, consider like using you as a coach and being part of a community, whether it's, you know, listening to podcasts, following people on social media, or doing something like Entrepreneur Summit is just because it helped me to like get inspired and think of- I just wrote that word down. I literally just wrote that word down as you were talking. Yep. Yeah. It just inspired me. And I think too, it's very grounding to listen to people because especially as OTs, like every, I mean, if you talk to, I think any podcast I listen to, everybody says the same thing. Like we're such helpers and, and we're not trained in business and we have that, um, imposter syndrome. Imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like so grounding too, to like hear, Oh, these people feel the same way. Cause mm-hmm. what happens for me at least is I look at these people with successful businesses and I'm like, how do they do it? They have it all together. And mm-hmm. like it, it, that was so easy for them. And that's not the truth. So, nope. you know, surrounding yourself with a community like that to just like reality check, keep your perspective, um, and, and inspire you to come up with new ideas and think about things in different ways. Yeah. Thanks. And you know, I do the same thing. I was listening to a podcast right before I jumped on this Facebook live with you. I think that's, uh, well, and I also have a coach, so I do agree with number one and I, I support number two as well. And thank you for talking about the OT Entrepreneur Summit. Um, that is starting May 3rd, 2021. And the cart opens for tickets for sale on April 30th. So please go to the website, www.otentrepreneursummit.com, or you can ask a question just in the uh, reply section below and I'll get you the link. Um, But yeah, so when Laura and I started this last year, we really thought that we were going to be providing people with information. Mm -hmm. And you said like that, those people like, Hey, how could they have done that growth what's their secrets and that was very much our brand like the secrets Mm -hmm. behind the success pulling back the curtain and what we didn't realize was how much it was also going to turn into community for inspiration and for like real support so it's funny because as I am promoting the summit more and more as it's coming closer I get two distinct I get the same question from two distinct groups which is the kind of grow scaling people which is like I've been doing this 11 years how can the summit help me and I also get it from the start people like I, I don't I I don't even have a business. How could this help me? Yeah. And because everybody in there is a start, grow or scale. And we've tailored the content for mm-hmm. those levels. And also, you know, the group, there's hundreds and hundreds of OT entrepreneurs in there. You're going to find a business bestie. You're going to be in, you're going to find conversation that either helps you kick start out of, you know, start mode or, you know, scale in a way that you didn't anticipate before. So thanks for saying that. And I have to say too, like, even when I joined the summit, I saw some of the presenters Mm -hmm. and saw like what they were talking about or what their area of practice was. And, you know, my initial, I was like, oh, that's not me. Like, I'm not gonna, but I listened to it anyway. And I didn't matter what they were talking about or what their primary area of practice was. I took something away from each of those It's a really good point. Um, yeah. Um, so really point. don't don't discount that and don't think that you're not going to learn anything because you will. <laughs> That's a good point. Thanks for that. Yeah. And, and one more thing to add about like surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with people who've mm-hmm. already been there is like, 
this is something I found to be really beneficial was like learning about other people's mistakes so that you don't make them right. Like I I remember like listening to one of Laura Parks and this is before you had a podcast, Mm -hmm. one of her podcasts about like, um, um, getting somebody to like do your website or your logo or something and how it was like her biggest, like $10,000 mistake or something like that. Yeah, and I remember that episode. And did some more cost effective. And so like those little pieces are so mm-hmm. important in mm-hmm. like avoiding, you know, financial loss or, yeah. you know, time suckers and things like that. So exactly. Yeah. That's a really good point. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Number three. Okay, number three is, um, and this is a big one, is um, developing relationships in your community to serve as referral sources. Yeah. Um, And when I say that, I mean, like, look in your community at who is serving your ideal clients. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, in the beginning of my practice, like, I would just take on anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew who I wanted to be my ideal client though. Um, and so I would think about, okay, like what types of services do these kids typically get? Right. Um, do they go to the developmental optometrist? Do they go to PT? Do they go to speech therapy? Do they go to specialized preschools? And then I began to reach out to those people. Um, and I try, and again, like this was during COVID, so I couldn't really get face to face as much as I wanted to, but started developing relationships and conversations with those people to say like, Hey, I'm here just so you know, um, you know, I'm in your community and here's what I want to do for everybody in my community. And I would love if we could develop a relationship and, you know, I'm wondering if you, you know, I had a script, like I'm wondering if you also serve these clients, you think these clients could benefit from my service. Like, you know, let's trade business cards. Um, you know, let's, let's do like coffee over zoom. Um, and, and it's funny, like when I look at like where my referrals are coming from, um, a lot of them are coming from those relationships that I mm. built. And it's crazy because a lot of these people I've still have never met them mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. because we like had a conversation, whether it be, you know, through email or phone, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, um, and, and I think that also serves, um, its purpose too, because then they hear feedback from the families yeah. that they're working with, that they referred to me. And they're like, Oh, you know, these families are really happy with your services. So I'm going to make sure that I refer somebody else to you too. Yeah. Um, so that's a really big, um, again, like time saver, because I think that, and we've talked about this too. Like when I first started, I thought, Oh, like my clientele is going to come from like people looking me up on Google or it's going to come from like my Instagram account and I need all these followers and I need to have like a fancy, um, you know, Instagram and like, I don't think I've, I think there's like one person that I, there's maybe two over a year, there've been two people that I've, um, that have come on as clients and really only one that actually followed through with the like evaluation and services. Um, so like, if you go to my Instagram and we talk about this all the time, Trish, I'm, I do want to get better at it, but like, there's not much there. There's not much there because, um, I found that like, that's not where I need to spend most of my time. I need to spend time building relationships with people um, because that's where I'm getting my clients and that's, you know, who the, the people that are walking through the door. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because as a business owner and it's, you know, from start all the way to scale, mm-hmm. you think you need to do all the things and you can't yeah. possibly do all the things. And then you think yeah. you, you suck and then you get into freeze. 
Yes. Yes. And we, we want you to be as strategic as possible. So, you know, your point, Kelly, is a good one that you have to choose the one thing that's going to move the needle on mm-hmm. your most important goal. Yes. And, you know, you were excellent at setting goals. Um, and, you know, obviously in the beginning, the very first goal is I need to find some people to help. Yes. And I would, I need to find some people to help so I can get paid so I can continue to build this business. Right. Um, and it's not a lot of like building stuff behind the scenes and then unveiling yourself. I'm here. It's like chip, 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 chip. Yeah. And so you did focus on the right thing right away and agreed that it's not a spray and pray approach to getting clients in the door. It's through relationships and through referrals. Yeah. The other thing that I loved about your script, and this is why I kind of just kept talking over you because I don't want us to lose this point, is you made the script about the other person. Mm-hmm. So you didn't come to these people who are all as time starved as we are and who are just as busy and flying off the you know, proverbial handle and feeling overwhelmed with, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. It's, hey. This one, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's also like, what is that person's problem and how can you help solve it? Absolutely. Yeah. So I just think that's brilliant. Yeah. Because it's a relationship, right? It's not like Mm. me. Like, I think if I had gone in it like, oh, here's what I do and I'm so great. And like, send your kids my way. Mm -hmm. There's no like reciprocal interaction. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. Like figuring out like how, can I serve you? And, and then it becomes this really nice relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's so important. And I wanted to bring that up because like, um, when I see people posting things on your Facebook group or other, like, you know, OT entrepreneur Facebook groups that are starting out their businesses, you know, they're saying, and this is how I felt for a long time. Like I have an Instagram, I I'm doing this and I'm still not getting clients and like, what, what's wrong, you know? So if it's not working, you got to find a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think we are such a relationship based profession. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best way. You know, we're people helping people. And so, you know, finding other people that are doing that and that are serving the same clients is just so um, important. Exactly. Well done. Okay. Number four. Okay. Number four um, for me. So those were like very people-based, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously I think for me, biggest thing was those relationships surrounding Mm -hmm. yourself with a supportive community. Um, The next thing is um, I, and like that's, um, starting out a business, I'm a very like DIY person, like, um, and like, oh, I can't spend any money, you know, very frugal. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to do like all so this. Like so many OTs are. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to do all these Google sheets and I don't need, I don't need to pay. Like I can do this on my own. No. Um, so for me, number four is finding an EMR or some kind of portal that can automate everything for you. Um, mm-hmm. I use simple practice. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the beginning when I only had a couple clients, I was like, is this really necessary? Can I do this on my own? But then as numbers started increasing, I was like, Whoa, this is really important. Um, so I use simple practice. I think it's like, and I also do like the, I also have like a subscription to their, um, the teletherapy, um, piece, but so I think it's like 59 or $69 a month. Um, and it's so worth it because, 
all of my clients make their payments through there. All of reports go through there. Um, their scheduling goes through there. Um, it gives me reports, like there's different things that I can break down, like, um, you know, how much income am I bringing in from these different referral sources? Um, you know, what's my monthly income? All of that kind of stuff. So um, for me, that is just saves so much time. Um, and that automation, again, like as a solopreneur where you're wearing therapy and business hat was just so um, really important and helped me to be a little bit more efficient. Yeah. I, thanks for sharing that. I'll say flat out that I had my bricks and mortar for maybe three years before I got mm-hmm. an electronic medical record or something to help me with the scheduling, the notes, the reports, et cetera. And my thoughts on that were you can't build, you can't build it if you can't track it. And you have to know what your numbers are. Um, And so the reports just allowed so much more in depth. And then as soon as I started actually really totally tracking the numbers in a way that my little homemade Google spreadsheets couldn't, um, we just grew exponentially. The second thing is I'm always saying, as you know, automate, delegate, delete. And again, for people that are starting a business and, you know, the DIY hats that every single one of us OTs wear because we were taught, you know, Mm -hmm. I've sat in many closets doing yeah. many sessions because I'm a pediatric OT. And I was like, oh, wow, this closet has a, has like a chair. Oh, it's a fancy <laughs> closet, right? Um, you know, and again, that value and that worth that you bring and yet we're put in closets, it starts to mess with your yeah. mind. And so, yeah. you know, there is something that I talk about with all clients and I know I talked about with you and that is the difference between the $10 tasks mm-hmm. and the $1,000 tasks. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that to the people again through that lens of like people who are starting to think they need to do all the tasks and why that, why they should not? Yeah. I mean, it just, if you do all the tasks, you're just going to get stuck and burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to get burnt out, you know? Um, so if you have something that you can literally just like set up and like click a button and it happens and like done. And, and, and that is so important, you know, what you're saying in terms of like tracking the data, because sometimes you do things that you don't realize you're doing and it really impacts, you know, your income, which when you have a bricks and mortar, like that's so important to keep your doors open and pay the bills. Right. So I think like you, um, and, and I think that, we as OTs tend to do this because it's like, oh, like I'm going to give them a discount or like, oh, I feel bad for them. I'm going to, I'm going to take this much off of the session or, um, and, and, but then when you start seeing it on, and I don't know if that's what you're asking me, but if you start to see it, you're like, oh my God, like I got to stop doing that. It just helps. It just helps. It just helps you in so many ways. Right. Um, if you're doing everything on your own, instead of delegating and automating, Mm -hmm. you are going to spend so much time that you're not getting reimbursed for and Mm -hmm. you're going to impact that work-life balance, which we all want. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, to hearken back to, you know, your previous comment about the things that really move the needle in getting you clients, there's also things that only you can do in your business. And those are not the $10 tasks. So those are $1,000 tasks. So I would rather you pay a VA Mm-hmm. to do $10 tasks or an assistant, like you're hiring somebody this summer. Actually, I think they're a volunteer to coming mm-hmm. into doing some extra cleaning so that they can shadow you for OT school. Like, you know, yeah. there's so many ways of getting some of those $10 tasks off your plate right. because that allows you to focus on the $1,000 tasks, which is getting more clients, yes. serving your clients. Like you can't serve your clients if you're no. busy making Canva images 
which, you know, for like your social media pages, which don't move the needle anyways. Right. Exactly. And, and, and I do have a plan for a VA in the future. I'm not, I'm doing like a little staircase. I guess that's just Part. I was so like, you yeah. know, small and then big, but, yeah. um, but yeah, absolutely. Because I, once my caseload increased, I found myself falling behind on the pieces of my practice that were the most important to my clients, exactly. like spending so much time trying to figure out like who's paid this month and did they do check or card or, you know, um, that then I was like falling behind on like follow up emails or, you know, responding to emails of prospective clients. So, um, you know, and that's the most important piece of my practice, right? Like there's that business side of it, which I have to wear that hat, but like, first and foremost, I want to make sure that my clients and families feel supported and feel like, you know, they're getting what they need from me because they're paying, you know, money. Yeah. And that's the thousand dollar task. Right. And then if you think like, if like if the CEO, you're also thinking from a referral perspective, most people I know get most of their jobs from referral. Mm -hmm. Um, and a happy family that you serve to your fullest is going to refer to another family and then another family and another family. And that is something that I would rather you do than I don't know, you know, f- muck around with links for PayPal, let's say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Great. Okay. And we're to number five. I love that this is like one of the longest Facebook lives we've ever done because I, know. I just think, no, it's fantastic. I just think I like, it's, <laughs> well, and I like that, um, you know, my sister, I think I've told you guys this before. My sister will say, why would Trish use 10 words when 500 will do? <laughs> I know. Fellow chatter with you. But I think, you know, again, I'm just so thrilled with how in depth you're going because as I told you, when I voxered you about this, like the population of people that are in this group that want to start a business is just grows like exponentially every week. And I just lie in bed, you guys. And I'm like, what can I do? Like I want to niche down and yet there's all these people that I want to serve. So this was like a perfect thing. So keep going, Kelly. I'm so excited. So number five. No, that's okay. So number five, um, again, like going off of referrals, um, one of the things I tell, like even I've got a few friends who are like, Oh, I think I'm going to start a practice. Um, and, and one of the things that again was like a big, um, really important for me was having a basic website. And I don't mean like a fancy decorated, like super amazing website. It really doesn't have to be fancy. Um, just a a website and then register your business with, um, Google, like that Google business. Is that what it's called? My business. Yep. My business. Yeah. Um, and on your webpage, making sure that you have, um, even if it's just your house address, um, like maybe don't put that on your website, but on your Google, my business, um, like a physical address, um, because people in your community that, you know, the doctor or physician is saying, Oh, we think you should get OT. They're going to Google and you want your name to come up first. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, and so that's my second biggest referral source is just parents are like, Oh, I just Googled you and I Googled OT and you came up and, Um, and, and the reason I say don't spend so much time on a fancy, um, website at first is because like, again, we were talking about like automating, delegating and like, you know, spending energy in places Mm -hmm. that are going to build your business. But like, um, when I look on my Google, my business, even now it will tell me like the number of visitors that come to my page each month and then the amount of time that they spend. And 
I would say 90% of the people are spending like less than a minute because they're just going there, finding my number or my email and then contacting me. They're not Mm -hmm. going through these pages. They're not sifting through my blog or I don't have a blog, but um, if I did, you know, it's, they really just want to find like, how do I get in touch with this person? So this is really important in order to make yourself searchable to the people in your community. Yeah. So thanks for pointing out the strategy behind that. So the two ways to make yourself searchable are registering your business with Google. So Google my Mm -hmm. business and then embedding your website with SEOs. Do you want to talk about that briefly? Give people a time primer on that. Sure. And I apologize if Jenny Gill is watching this, like she's the one Jenny was the one who taught it in last year's OT Entrepreneur um, Summit, and she's back this year doing the same thing because it was so valuable and adding a bit more that she didn't add last year. So yeah, yeah, I had no, I I had no idea what an SEO was, um, and I'm so happy that I found out about it because um, so it's search engine optimization and basically different things that um, basically kind of bring you up in the rank. On, on a Google search, right? So like if I were to type in, um, you know, it, well, if parents search in OT, right? Like who comes up first? Is it the big hospital, you know, that's in our area? Is it, you know, the adult occupational therapy practice that's down the street or is it me, you know? Um, so, um, and, and there's ways to get yourself bumped up in that rank. Um, the more visitors you get to your page, the more that you start to build up that rank um, to get to the top when people search for you. Um, One of the things that I found that was most helpful after listening to Jenny Gill was using words on your webpage that um, people will be searching for, right? So like, um, yeah, like I think my first website, like once I did her, once I listened to her, I like changed my whole website. Cause I was like, Oh gosh, I don't have any of this. And I wasn't coming up on Google searches. I would always like Google myself. And I'm like, why am I not coming up? So I started like adding in words that parents might search. Um, and I made sure I had that, um, that, um, that physical address. I made sure I wrote, you know, the names of towns that surrounded me you know, um, and so now when people in our area search for OT, I'm the first one that comes up because I've got all of those uh, um, those things that are helping me build my SEO. If, I think if they're like I'm keywords or markers, right? That, yeah. that allow the, the that allow the uh, b- the bots to troll and scope and find you. So yes, love, sorry, go ahead. I love how you're explaining this in just such like a. Um, fundamental way. Like what I love about you struggling for the words is there's nothing, you're not some slick web designer now. Like you learned the basics from Jenny at the OT Entrepreneur Summit and then you implemented them and it changed how you scaled. And yet you're even struggling to use the right words, which is just so perfect. Like it's so, it's so like, we're just, you know, we're just OTs. We're just therapists that, you know, are learning to become business owners. And we don't have a lot of we're not even like smooth. We're just like, no. we're just doing, we're learning and doing. Right. We're wearing lots of different, which is like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of like OTs being like the jack of all trade, but the expert oh, of none, which I don't yeah. agree with, but yeah. people used to say that to me when I um, first became an OT. And, but I think like, we're good at that, right? Like learning about different pieces of information and just mm-hmm. taking enough from it, each yep. of those nuggets that we can make 
turn it into something that helps us make progress or, you know, it works for us. <laughs> Actionable content actionable content. I'm so glad. Well, so let me just summarize what you talked about today, Kelly. You talked about the five tips that helped grow your business when you first, first started and like Mm -hmm. the success that you've had in the last 18 months to two years. Um, Get somebody who has been there, i.e. a coach. Uh, Surround yourself with people. And, you know, I think podcasts are resources and people. It's weird. Like it's a resource and yet you feel like you're in a room and they're your friend. Yes. Which is why I love podcasts. Um, you know, surround yourself with like, you know, other entrepreneurs in the healthcare space, other entrepreneurs in maybe service, small women owned businesses. Man, I, I've talked about this in a podcast. I talked to my hairdresser who owns the salon and I chose her specifically when I went to the new salon because I wanted to talk business with her. <laughs> One of my friends owns like a very fancy farm in Iowa now. And like another one of my friends is a designer. And these people are like, first of all, Trish, you just need to change the name of the podcast to service-based OT, you know, service-based business. No, what was it? Um, Not OTs get paid, but women-owned service-based businesses get paid (laughs) because there's so much relevancy. So find the people Mm -hmm. that match that with you and surround yourself and listen to them and talk to them. Your number three was relationships as referral source will kick off you getting clients faster than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four was an EMR for automation. And number five was basic SEO and analytics integration into a very basic website. Yes. Absolutely. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we uh, wrap up? Um, just, you know, it's like, don't, a business there, I had many days where I wanted to give up and, you know, I put in long, hard hours and I didn't think I could do it or that I wasn't good enough. And I'm like, why aren't referrals coming as fast as they can? You just really have to like, um, stay the course, be positive. Um, and it will come, you know, mm-hmm. the more you in the universe, um, the, you know, things, things will happen. And I'm not saying like, just sit there and wish for it and it no. won't come that way, but, um, your hard work will pay off. And, you know, it's been a year and I'm in, I didn't even think I'd be in this place in a year. And I just, I, it's just amazing to like wake up every morning, be excited to come to work and love what I do. So, um, so best of luck. Um, I would love you go. People and, um, yeah. You know, I'll end it on um, talking about hard work. What I often say is that building a business is not hard work, but you have to work hard. Yes. And you know what's hard work? Working with a kid with autism is hard work. You know, dealing with mental health issues for suicidal clients is hard work. Dealing with elderly populations who want to age in a home and they can't is hard work. Like this isn't hard work. It's working hard. And I know OTs just by getting through school can work hard. So we are all set up for success in this arena. I have no doubts. Um, You know, season two of the podcast is going to talk a lot about why I think OTs should be the best sales and marketers around. And there's people in the OT, or pardon me, in the OTs get paid Facebook group that talk a lot about why they think OTs are the very best built for entrepreneurship. Right. Um, And I I fully support that. And Kelly, you're just a beautiful example. So thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Take care. Any questions, drop them. And Kelly and I will get back because we want to hear from you and how this resonated and how we can help. I am so excited 
to let you know that the second annual OT Entrepreneur Summit is just around the corner. It starts on May 3rd, 2021, and we have content and community where you can learn and be supported by OTs who own their own businesses, and they are going to peel back the curtain and give you insider secrets into how they've built their successful businesses. We have interviews where you're going to learn about marketing, social media, sales, profitability, how to grow a product-based business, how to leverage tech in your businesses, and the list goes on. This is for people who are starting, growing, and scaling their businesses. It is co-hosted with the fabulous Laura Park Figueroa of Mind Your OT Business. Both of us have seen an increase in the number of people who want to be OT entrepreneurs. People are reaching out. People, if you just have a nugget of idea and you're starting, this summit is for you. If you have been in business for, you know, three, four, five, seven, 11 years plus, we will give you information and support on how to continue to grow and scale your business. You are not alone. When we hosted the OT Entrepreneur Summit last year, we thought the content was our ace in the hole. Everybody said the content was fantastic. What we didn't expect was the rush of how much and how many people loved the community. This year, we are doubling down into our private Facebook group. It is going to be open for one month and that is it. And this was the place to be last year for people to gain support. People found their business besties. People felt like they were no longer living as solopreneurs or silopreneurs, as I call them. This year, we are offering even more in terms of an offer, particularly around the Facebook group. You are going to have your experts who gave the interviews come in and provide their individual coaching. Laura and I are adding daily coaching, which is, you know, the price point for that is very expensive compared to the price point of the summit. We want you to be supported. Laura and I run busy six-figure businesses and we dedicate our spring to this event. It is our passion. We want this to be the number one destination for OT entrepreneurs around the world. We pour our hearts and souls into this because we believe in the value and transformation that you can get from this event. In the show notes, you can see the link. It's www.otentrepreneursummit.com. Go there and you'll get more information on this event. More importantly, you will be able to sign up for the waitlist. Once again, we only have a 24-hour window where we will be offering our early bird price. And after that, that's it. We're not selling tickets for very long, probably three or four days. And we want you to be notified right away of this price point. We had people last year who kept their businesses open because of the OT Entrepreneur Summit. They started podcasts because of the OT Entrepreneur Summit. They met their business besties, as I mentioned, because of the OT Entrepreneur Summit. Can you tell? I'm going on and on and on. I want you, if you are interested, to not only sign up, but also tell a friend. If you participated last year, tell a friend, an OT business friend. If you are interested this year, please share this with an OT entrepreneur friend. We had so many people that shared this information last year, and we want your friends to attend because we want them to get the same value that you will be getting out of the summit. See you there. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. 
We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.